Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Week three in the NFL is already upon us, and what a start to the season it's been. We've seen some sensational games, some remarkable results, and some stunning come-from-behind victories. Week two highlighting them all. Take the Miami Dolphins, overturning a 21-point fourth-quarter deficit in Baltimore to win there. And, of course, what about gangrene, the New York Jets, finally giving their fans something to smile about as they overturned a 13-point deficit inside the final two minutes of the game in Cleveland to incredibly recover an onside kick and win their first game of the season. It's the NFL. Any results possible on any given Sunday, and the first two weeks have turned the form book on its head. As a result, we've got some catching up to do. We're one and six through the first two weeks. The chase to turn that around starts right here. This is Graves on Gridiron. Welcome along. I am your host, Richard Graves, looking ahead to week three in the NFL. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Yes, welcome along to the show. It's been an incredible opening two weeks at times. You have to see it to believe it. But we touched upon a couple of games right at the top of the show here. The Miami Dolphins on the road, 21 points down to the Lamar Jackson-led Baltimore Ravens. No problem when you've got Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and of course, Tua Tungavailoa silencing his critics. The Dolphins go to 2-0. And then what about J-E-T-S Jets? Yes, the New York Jets on the road with Joe Flacco, the backup quarterback, coming from behind late on there to stun the Cleveland Browns and both teams moving to one-on-one on the season. And let's not forget the Las Vegas Raiders as well. They were 20 points to the good against the Arizona Cardinals at one point, only to lose in quite remarkable fashion in overtime. And they slip to 0-2 and on the season, as do the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tennessee Titans. All three teams very much seen as Super Bowl contenders at the start of the season. They have a mountain to climb now just two weeks into the season. Well, if you're new to the show, welcome along. The format is simple. Each week we look at the slate of games on offer in the NFL and I pick out three of them and then look at the line set for those three games. We go into some detail, dissect the games. and At the end of it, I tell you whether I think that line's pretty accurate or maybe if I have other feelings on it as well. Three more games have been picked out this weekend and we start with a battle of two of the game's greats at quarterback. It's the Green Bay Packers against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers goes into Tampa to take on Tom Brady and his Bucks side. And over the last two years since Tom Brady got into town, let's be honest, Green Bay Packers haven't had much luck against Brady and the Bucks. That might change this weekend. Despite their mixed start, I think the Green Bay Packers could be in for some good news when it's all said and done. Of course, the Bucks are out to a 2-0 and start. They've started fast, but their offense has hardly been firing on all cylinders. They scored 19 points in their opening weekend win in Dallas. Just 20 was enough to get it done last weekend in an NFC South clash in New Orleans. Adding to that equation that Tom Brady will be missing his biggest wide receiving threat this weekend. Mike Evans is out serving a one-match ban for an altercation during that win over the Saints. Julio Jones missed out last weekend with a knee injury. He was a, a game-time decision. It remains to be seen whether he'll be good to go this weekend as well. And then there's Chris Godwin, of course, who was making that comeback from a serious knee injury. Well, he's got a hamstring issue now, so he won't be playing this weekend. Defensively, you have to say the Buccaneers have been tremendous 
They've given up just 13 points across their first two games, 13 points combined in those two games. And that's probably the biggest challenge for Aaron Rodgers and this Green Bay Packers team to overcome. Last weekend, I have to say that I thought the Packers' offense looks better, albeit against a Chicago Bears team that you have to say is in a rebuilding mode right now. But it was also a low benchmark for the Packers, given the performance that offense turned out in their week one loss to the Minnesota Vikings. They did get their top receiving threat, Alan Lazard, back on the field last weekend. And their ground game with A.J. Dillon, AJ Dillon rather, and Aaron Jones was particularly impressive as well. Do not expect this match to be a classic. You've got two great names at quarterback going against each other in this game, but it is only week three. And I still feel that both these offenses really are still trying to find a bit of chemistry uh, and trying to find some understanding and continuity. Um, consider with the Buccaneers as well that they're, they're playing with a much changed offensive line. The center and two guards have both been changed out due to injury or uh, off-season moves. They're still uh, trying to find that chemistry to protect Tom Brady. When you combine that and the injuries that the Bucks have got, that might be too much to overcome. Uh, you know, you get by on the road against Dallas uh, and a New Orleans Saints side that aren't what they were a couple of years ago. Well, now rolling into town is the NFL's MVP, Aaron Rodgers, leading the Green Bay Packers offense, um, which this season, I feel, is complemented by a defensive unit in Green Bay that's one of the very best in the league. You look at the line and the Packers start it as two and a half point underdogs. I think given everything taken into account, I think that's a generous line. I can't look past it. Take the Green Bay Packers with two and a half points on this game. Game two of three. Caesars turn our attention to an all NFC East affair as the Washington Commanders welcome in the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles offense has been purring since the start of the season. They're 2-0. They followed up a 38-point game in Detroit by hanging 27 points on the Minnesota Vikings in front of a nationally televised audience on Monday Night Football. And whether it's been through the air with receiver A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith or on the ground with Miles Sanders and, of course, quarterback Jalen Hurts able to do some damage as well with his legs. This team is frankly a headache at the moment for any opponent's defense who's got a scheme for it. Aligned with Jalen Hurts' ability to make plays on the ground, it's worth considering as well that he's already put up over 500 yards in the air across the opening two weeks. Now he has receivers in Smith and Brown who are able to stretch the field, take the top off of defences. That's a major problem for the Washington Commanders coming into this game. They're giving up 29 points per game in the opening two weeks and over 400 yards of offence per game. Look, admittedly, it's only week three, but consider who the Washington Commanders have played in their first two outings. Week one was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Week two, the Detroit Lions. For me, that spells trouble for them heading into this game. It may well turn into a, an entertaining shootout. Let's not forget that the quarterback for the Commanders now is Carson Wentz. This will be the first time he's faced the Eagles, an Eagles team which drafted him in the first round, remember, a few years back before trading him last year. He's gone via Indianapolis to get to, to Washington now. So 
expect him to want to put on a show. And we've already seen his ability to stretch the field and give some life to the commander's offence. So do not be surprised if it's a high-scoring game. But if this is the same Philadelphia Eagles side which showed up against the Vikings on Monday night and the same Washington commander's defence shows up that we've seen in the, the first two weeks of this season... I think the Eagles' offense is in for another high-scoring day. The line set for them is 27.5 points as a team in this game. I think they'll score north of 28 points. So take the Philadelphia Eagles to score at least 27.5 points in this game on Sunday. Graves on Gridiron. And our final game of three takes us over to the West Coast, where the San Francisco 49ers host the Denver Broncos. And oh, by the way... How relieved is everybody in the 49ers camp that they couldn't find a trading partner for Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason? Look, they effectively froze Jimmy G out of preseason. This was a team that was handed over to second-year quarterback Trey Lance. But in the first quarter of last week's game, Trey Lance suffered a horrific-looking leg injury. He's had surgery on it already and will miss the rest of the season. Our best wishes go to him for a full and speedy recovery. But that, of course, meant then that Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers turned to Jimmy Garoppolo for help. If things had gone as planned this offseason, Garoppolo wouldn't be in San Francisco now. And frankly, I don't think there'd be much of a season left to look forward to if you were part of the 49ers organization. Given he is still there, it now means that they do have hope for the rest of the season. And it also means that this weekend, it's going to be a battle at quarterback between two rivals that know each other very well. Because look who comes into town. It's the former longtime Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl winning quarterback, Russell Wilson, who leads the Denver Broncos into Levi Stadium. And it's fair to say that following a heck of a lot of preseason hype, Russell Wilson and the Broncos' offense have yet to find their swagger. Turnover problems in the red zone during their week one loss in Seattle cost them that game. They struggled, frankly, to find a way past the Houston Texans last weekend, although they did. The 49ers, on the other hand, it's been not plain sailing for them either, and that's not even taking into account the the situation with Trey Lance. They lost in Chicago in week one. They're obviously without Trey Lance now, and they're also without first-choice running back Elijah Mitchell, who's sidelined with injury. So that means that Jeff Wilson is a starting running back for them. It also means that former Indianapolis Colts tailback Marlon Mack, who was only signed to their practice roster last weekend, well, he's been promoted to the active roster. Expect to see him in some sort of action come Sunday. Expect this game, I think, probably to be a fairly defensive battle uh, as well. As as I say, the the 49ers offense now is going to go back pretty much, I think, to what we saw last season, which was primarily rely heavily on the run um, and find ways to beat teams on the ground rather than the air. Equally, I think the Denver Broncos have one of the best secondaries in the NFL, and they certainly have the pass rushes to to get to the quarterback as well. Align that with the fact that even taking into account injuries, the, the 49ers defense is pretty mean as well. I think this will be a fairly low scoring affair. Um, I already looked at the line for the San Francisco 49ers offense in terms of points for this game. That was tempting. What's more attempting is just a flat out total points for this game. The Broncos and the Niners combined. The line has been set at 45. I can't really see 
uh, a way that either team is able to combine to to get us over that 45-point mark. So take the under there, under 45 total points for the game. Okay, let's recap then the three games we've picked from the week three slate. First of all, starting with the Green Bay Packers traveling to Tampa Bay to face Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Take the Green Bay Packers at plus two and a half points heading into this game. Then we turn to the NFC East, the Eagles at the Commanders. The Eagles are red hot. 27 and a half points is the line for them to score in this game. I think they cover that comfortably. Take the Eagles to score more than 27 and a half points. And then in the final game, expect a defensive battle between the Broncos and the Niners. Take the total points of this game under 45. That's the three that we, those are the three rather we picked for week three as we look to redress the balance on our season long record. Remember, folks, first and foremost, this is intended to be fun. It's meant to accompany your enjoyment of the games on Sunday. Keep that in mind. And of course, if you want to see in more detail the three games that we've discussed on today's pod, you can find that or either hitting me up on Twitter at Richard Graves One or go to my website, rdgmedia.uk. Click on the Talking Sport tab, and there you will see Overcoming the Odds Week 3 in the NFL, breaking down all three matchups that we've discussed going into this weekend's game. Make sure you enjoy it, folks. We're looking to win them all, and we'll talk some more with you over the NFL and the drama, excitement, and upsets that are sure to happen this weekend in Week 3. Enjoy it all, folks. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts. And keep up to date with the latest on Twitter search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number 1.